Hey y'all, my name is Corey and I'm here with my wife Shauna. We are the hosts of the Us First That podcast. Join the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back. Hello. This is our uh, second intro to this podcast because... Yeah, today we got, like, we got maybe two or three minutes into kind of starting off our day and literally just, like, just lit a joint, just turned on some music, just started recording, and then a ranger came up to say hello. <laughs> um, As you can imagine, our reaction with... A little startled. ...recording and... Definitely with a joint in our hand. He was coming up to the van. We threw on some incense and it was no big deal. But but it, the, 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 the important part of this is our reaction. For sure. Right? So this gentleman's job is to come and make sure that where we're at, there's no fires. The fire risk is very, very high. So, like, outdoor fires are a no-go. Right? And that's super important because that type of stuff really affects all of the lives around us. And so he's doing his job and we're kind of in this closed up van um, with some doors open. So he knew people were here um, and he kind of pulled up and that him saying hello and us getting nervous <coughs> is really important to note because he that's a nervous situation for him, too. And then we have marijuana in our hands and it just completely threw all the stuff that we've been kind of trying to work through right back at our face yeah like this not idea of shame but this fear this persecution this this pressure from can't the i'd say uh, i don't want to say the cannabis culture the marijuana industry the effect of the war on drugs that's is probably good. the best way to say it. The effect yeah. of the war on drugs is now I am like truly fearful because, you know, I have something that in one place is like I go to jail for a long time. And then like another place, like I've been saying, is like it's totally fine. It's it's accepted and acceptable on top of like deemed essential during, you know, pandemic times. Like, that is super important to me. That really changed how I saw this, but I still carried this instant fear. Oh, yeah. The moment like, he up, said, up, Ranger here, yeah. like I smushed the joint like a, like a dummy. Like, I didn't know how to react. And then I was like, I panicked a little bit during the conversation. Like, I felt my voice entering shaky. I felt this, this <laughs> sense of nervousness. And damn, I can only imagine that made another human nervous, too. I bet. I bet. You know? I mean, it's like, Ooh. he's not an idiot. Like, I'm sure he could smell it. Like, and even if he didn't, it doesn't really matter. Because, again, the point is our reaction is what was making it worse, right? Like, it was making us have this physical reaction. Your voice shaky. I mean, my hands were 
shaking. My heart was like racing. And those feelings are just like really uncomfortable. So when we're in them, we're just like, oh, I want to do anything to get out of this feeling. A panic response, right? right? And it's just like, it's really interesting that it happened right as we were recording this episode because it's not. I don't know. It's not really what we were talking about, but it also kind of can be like this idea of just also taking ownership of your actions. And like, you've been teaching me that a lot in, in, you know, situations like this with, when a ranger comes up, like if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, like then own up to the fact that you're doing it right. Like don't the avoidance of, Again, we, of course, like, we don't have to, like, keep the joint rolling. Like, it's not like that. It's put it out and, and handle the and situation. Right, and right. be respectful. And, um, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But also, own- So he, he entered a situation on his own. Like, he chose to come over here. Right? But he yeah. chose because of it. That's his job. His job put him in a stress, you know that situation but like like, i think you you also need to be aware that there are things that you can't do right that there are repercussions no like no matter how you feel about yeah yeah. the the place right so like when we travel and we've said i know i've said this like if i believe in cannabis as a amazing tool Um, i i believe that it has helped us heal deep deep wounds and help bring our our marriage closer together bring us closer to faith like it has been an amazing tool yeah and that's that's hard because you also want to be really proud of that but some places they they you know you can't that's not exactly cool um but knowing knowing when you're in those places that it's not in that cultures shift because it isn't and that people are different because it isn't like being understanding that that's that's okay because that's just where a place is at right now yeah yeah you know like it would be like we were saying Cal- california is, is mad at the midwest because they don't understand xyz and in the midwest is upset because they're tired of other california telling them what to do right that was kind of that idea we explored with a whole group of people yeah, um, yesterday at the hot springs, you know, and, and knowing like, well, somebody has to like swallow their pride and yeah. somebody has to like check in and like explore some ideas. There's just like the division is not even about the political division, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So like going back to me viewing this, yeah that way like that ranger interaction definitely highlighted my emotional responses to beliefs i didn't hold but i held i held their reactions like i don't Mm. does that make sense like i had an emotional response to the ranger knowing full well what i'm doing is perfectly acceptable yeah so I, you know, there, but we've also never been in a place that it has been. So like, that's, that makes sense that you'd have that reaction. You know what I mean? 
like you've never been in a place where doing that is okay. Right. So my emotional response was still tied to the, you know, the, the, it's, the Midwest upbringing. Do you think it's more right? to, is it more about like the ranger? Like, is it more about this? Authority no, no, no. It, uh, Cause like, that's what I think it is for me is if an authority figure, I guess in this case, the ranger, if, if they're coming over to me, like, why? <laughs> why are they coming over to me? And I think that's probably a pretty, I, I bet you a lot of people would feel that. Like that would be like the reaction. Like, why are you coming? If, if I'm not doing anything wrong, why are you coming up to me? But then there's also this other space where it's like you want, we, we want our police integrated with our communities, right? Like you, so you have these two different sides of. And that's what he was yeah, doing. Right. That was his introduction. Exactly. Hey, I just a little bit of fire safety going on during a severe drought. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with him having an interaction with no, you. No, he no, no. is, he gets to have that experience yeah. as well. And it makes it a good experience because like what he was saying is it's okay for you to stay here. Like it's okay. But if you're going to stay here, these are just kind of the things, which is I actually really appreciate it. And so yeah. now seeing the contrast of like my reaction was telling me that he was coming to get me in trouble. It had nothing yes, to do thank you. with yeah. him at all. Ooh. My reaction was he is going to make me in trouble. So really, I believe I'm in trouble. What am I in trouble for? Well, in this case, I didn't believe that I should be smoking pot in my van. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, so that's really, that that's underneath it all is, okay, well, I feel like I'm in trouble. Because I'm doing because something I'm bad. bad. Yeah, because yeah. I'm doing something bad. And that's what we have been told to feel. And so doing that work allows me to see, okay, well, I still have to nurture that. Like, there's something there that needs yeah but damn that love. emotional response to that car pulling up was powerful yes you know like it was powerful and i felt my body go through it knowing like yo man you're okay yeah you having know, to it, calm down in yeah. the moment like i was like shauna your hands need to calm like take a deep breath right and it's amazing the awareness that happens in that moment how helpful it is but also the awareness also makes you realize how out of control, I, like how out of control I actually felt like I was Yeah. from that reaction. It, so like my body was like shaking from probably fear, right? I guess all of these kind of fear and guilt and shame, like we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. I'm a bad person because, so it's like all of these emotions are just present in that. And so the awareness makes you be like, holy crap, my whole body was shaking. My entire body. Like, that's a really wild contrast to my body not always shaking. So it's just, that was just a really um, powerful physical, like you said. It was more physical for me. I was very aware of my physical reaction. Yeah. Yeah, my body had a a physical reaction it was like i felt like it was moving without like we we cleaned this place well we didn't clean it very good but we like got up to meet this guy (laughs) quite fast like but i felt like i was just on autopilot well yeah i think willie 
kept them at a distance on top of like a little bit of like COVID stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are still yeah. being pretty in some places cautious about that. Yeah. You know, being aware of like giving people their space. You know, when he's a government worker. And again, that's a hard that golly. I couldn't like that's got to be very very difficult. You know, there's a lot of folks traveling. There's a lot of folks that also like do what we do and live in places the way we live. And their job is to come and make sure that this property that everyone gets to enjoy and love and experience that people, of. yeah, that people aren't hurting it by, you know, he was making sure, hey, just don't park on, you know, the foliage that's growing. Don't, you know, don't drive on that stuff. Be, you know, stay on this. We're trying to, you know, he was truly Taking just trying to take care of yeah. the space and they have to do that because there's people that don't know or don't care to feel the impact of their decisions if it doesn't go according to their plan. Mm. Whoa. Why don't you expand on that? Because right now, if you were to have a fire, mm. because you think you can control it, mm. is just your idea of you in your plan like there's very high fire risk warnings all over the place yeah. right it's not a secret that fires are a danger and they're a public danger right yeah. and this land that we're on currently i don't have to be a citizen of california this land is still mine this property that we're on could still be considered ours it's part of that protected land yeah right yeah so i should want to take care of it and i know it that sometimes it's all for naught because you always see busted and broken bottles and people drop throw boxes and nail like just you see really crummy practices and that's against all of us so like he's checking up to make sure that someone's selfish idea of them controlling fire doesn't impact the lives of thousands everyone around him because yeah. like what if and if you don't play that idea out far enough like you're not thinking anymore right you know and what happened why aren't you thinking anymore because this is dangerous yeah like true it's really dangerous and like that's I had a terrible emotional response to a guy that was just protecting the stuff like I truly believe in protecting the stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And man, oh, But also that's, giving that's yourself tough. forgiveness for the fact that you're willing to see that, you know? Like, I, I think being able to always, like, go inward allows you just to like be like you know what i'm just i'm just learning like i i'm willing to learn i'm willing to see that physical reaction as information right like not judging yourself in it because you had it but you had it and you know that you had it so you can do something about it so like the awareness to it is mm. as long as you have awareness to it it's just okay more awareness okay more awareness to it okay oh 
I'm still noticing it. Okay, I'm choosing to do this. Why am I choosing to do this? Right, so it's like the more you can just focus on that, right? Like for us, or I know we will focus on this physical reaction of, okay, so I don't want my body to have that physical reaction anymore, right? I I don't want... I had it once and I know what it feels like now. Right. You know what I mean? I might have been having it my entire life, but now that I notice it, I've noticed it once. Yeah. And now that I know I don't like that one, at least I can look at it and go, why don't I like that one? Yeah. And let's find things I want to feel instead of that. The important part is strangers had some interactions due to like job and like proximity and world. Like we just got to share that experience. Yeah. I never would have met that person unless that would have happened. Right. Right. So like I had a response to a stranger and I need to look at that. Yeah. Okay. That that's as simple as that. I had a response to a stranger and I need to look at that. Yeah. Because whatever I brought to that physically, emotionally was not for me to spill onto him out of panic in my fear of, you know, uh, of him. Right. Yeah. I, it's just, it's Hmm. really, we see these, we see these experiences often. And I do think the more that we've dug into it, the more often we're aware of it. So the more we're seeing it, of course, I mean, that's just how it works. Um, But I've never really, again, this one was interesting because it's the physical piece. Like, it felt very different because it was physical. Where a lot of times, like, I'm, I always thought my reaction was coming from my anxiety. And, like, I definitely had anxiety this morning or when this happened, but underneath that anxiety was the, this fear, this, this guilt and the shame. So like, I've already like gotten underneath that. And so the physical piece is just remnants. Like the, it was just the aftershakes. It was just really odd to like watch as like trying to be the conscious observer of that physical reaction that I had and how quickly we moved and how I was standing. And like, those are also behaviors that I've, I have started to like notice about myself that I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Did I learn that? Where did I learn that? Who influenced me with that? Am I willing to thank that person for influencing me? Do I want to continue to continue it or do I want to pivot it? And do I want to make it mine? Cause I think there's sometimes like, all of a sudden I'll like be saying something. I'm like, holy crap. That sounds like this person from like six years ago. Like, dude, what? So what was that, that again? Like, so I'll have like a memory or I'll say something. Like, okay. I'll have a voice or something and it'll, it'll be like someone from a different part of life. Probably okay. someone that we haven't talked to like in years. Right, right. Um, And it will remind me of them. But then sometimes I'm like, is it reminding me of them or am I taking, am I like trying to be like them by saying it the same way that they're saying it? Like, is there, do I actually like it? Like, do I actually like saying it using that voice, using that expression or 
am I just doing it to be like this person because I think how they did it was cool. And then I'm like, I need to make it my own no matter what. Like, it can't just be... Ah, but there's nothing new under the sun. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, recognizing, (laughs) like, saying it, like, okay, I was just doing it because of them. And now I love that they did that. But, like, I'm not going to do it how they are. I'm going to make it my own. And I'm going to try maybe changing the words around or changing the way it feels or wearing a different color or, you know, does that make sense? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, yes, I understand the piece of like having recollection of something in the past because you say or do something or you have an experience. You, like you make a joke and you use someone's voice because they're the one that told you the joke, right? Yeah, right. So you're them in that moment. Right. And you acknowledging that is you questioning whether that's your voice or their voice. It's their voice that you're, you're having that memory of. Right. And just passing that. Are you saying like how that passes through someone and then like claiming it, trying to make it your own. What do you mean your own? Because we're, we're all just like, uh, remixes, you know, we're all, we're all just samples of generations before us. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes you, you'll you see this, like, you need, you like. They're going to be playing Prince music forever. Right. But, like, it's the you difference I mean? of Prince, someone what? trying to be like Prince, so they sing like Prince. Mm-hmm. Or the difference between someone that's like, damn, I love what Prince did. I'm going to try to do what Prince did in a different and new way. Like Bruno Mars? Yeah. Like like Bruno taking or using some of that stuff. And then him putting his own stuff on top and pretty much just said, well, come get me because this is what we're doing. Yeah. So like he got to re... He he could have like tried Hmm. to imitate like imitate Prince and try to be like Prince. But instead what he did is he took a lot of what he loved about Prince, what he loved about Michael Jackson, what he loved about all these other people. And he recreated that. So that's what I'm saying is if you get, if you get influences, if you get caught in this track of trying to be just like someone else, then you only get to be just like someone else, which is not you at all. But if you try to be, you take the things that you like about people and get to morph them and shift with them these ideas of, of who you want to be can be spark, they can spark creativity. So you don't want to take exactly, you just want to use them as sort of a... I don't want to say launch pad because that's not really what I mean. It's like I, what I was it's, finding it's, is it's I, inf- I was right, but you know, it's, it's like, not allowing that influence to be, make you be that person. You have to take that influence and, and shift it into who you actually are because wow, otherwise this... you're just standing behind someone else's shadow. And in this case, Bruno Mars would have been standing behind 
Prince's shadow if he tried to just be just like Prince. But because he wanted to be like all these other people, he took his own creativity and allowed that idea to grow and flourish and look at his career. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. And hearing that, I, I'm thinking of like all of our musician friends. Mm. Like, I, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But like, there's going to be a lot of people that have a voice that sounds just like, and I think it should and like, right. But it's when you're trying to be like that other person, that's the problem. Like, so when you're an honest attempt to try to, so a lot of our musician friends in Nashville, I know what you're talking about specifically because they were working on Broadway. So you're saying, cause they were singing covers, like covers of music. Well, no, just hearing their experience about being, you know, using, like writing music and trying not, you want to draw influence from all the stuff that influenced you, right? That's how you're creating your art, but making sure that you hear yourself too. Like you, you're hearing you through that noise, right? But yeah. also like having that influence, because if not, you can just sound like your neighbor. And then yeah. your neighbor sounds like your neighbor. And then you're in this echo chamber of really not creativity. Yeah. Well, and I think like, we just experienced that like in ourselves, right? We were, we felt like all of a sudden, wow, we have probably created this echo chamber of information between the two of us, which is amazing. And it's really powerful. And what we've learned is amazing, but it's also, oh, we've also just created this echo chamber and now we forgot that we also have to be able to integrate, you know, like we need to get back out. We need to learn more about people. We need to learn more about ourselves. You know, like you have these shifts, you go through these periods, I think. And I think when you're in creative spaces, like, yes, you can get in this echo chamber of like, you know, maybe you're writing the same song over and over about like the same story, which is okay. There's a lot of renditions and the opportunities for that. I'm just saying as creatives, I, I have found because most of the work that I have done has been specifically on my own self work, self love, trying to understand who I am, trying to understand what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing and like seeing that for what it is. Like I, everything has been like trying to just have my experience so if it helps great like read it but it's more about just saying it for me to get it off my chest are you saying you're you're a little more hyper like hypersensitive to influences of others and being cautious of is this your voice coming through and not overpowered it's not like a a 75 25 someone's voice to yours or a 50 50 you're you're recognizing there's influence, but you're questioning it with your own that I don't want to say values, but like you're, you're making sure that like, it's your thought you're trying to make it be more of your thought. Yes. Because I feel I wasn't seeing myself as valuable because I felt I was still using other people's systems. So I had to find what worked for me and what I'm saying from this Prince experience is like, I have, I have been in other people's shadows. I've tried to take what other people have done. Oh, this is, this must work because it worked for them and tried to make it work and just continued to dim more of me because I was trying to be more of them. And now that I have seen that and been able to be like, 
okay, so how can you make it more you then? And yeah, like taking that that hyper-focused approach, and you're right, I think it comes from the fact that I was very aware of how much I did not know. How much, like, literally felt stupid because mm. I didn't know. Oh. And then just allowed myself to be like, you know what? I don't know. I just don't know. And I cannot be mad at myself for not knowing. So I'm going to start asking people. And when I started asking people, I would do it that exact same way. That changed a massive piece in our marriage. Yes. I, I, I recognize that as a moment of like mutual forgiveness for things we don't know, because we had like a, a breaking point of something, uh, with the, with the, Hell, building the van. I got stagnant. I got scared. Like, life was real. This was, er, like, in a weird time. You know? Yeah. I I was control... I was moving by fear for a while. And knowing... Knowing that, we had... Like, I just didn't get this... I wasn't moving on the van. And you said, Corey, I, I don't have your answers. I do not know this and you can't be upset at me for not knowing how to do X, Y, Z. It was something with the solar. It was some problem that I had to solve. And I couldn't, I couldn't look outside of me for that solution. I had to do it. And knowing that and, and you smacking me in the face with that of like, I do not know. And that was like a panic moment for you, you know, being like, Corey, listen. Yeah. And like, I need you to figure yeah, this out. Right. And I need you to hear me. I don't know. So you can't be mad at me for not knowing anymore. And I was like, boom, my head blew open wide. Cause I was like, wow, how could, how can I be mad at my partner for truly not knowing? And I, I'm pretty sure I asked, like, do you truly not know? Or are you saying this so we don't have an argument? And you're like, no, I truly don't know. And then all those boundaries went down. It was like, okay, I don't know either. And you don't know. Okay, we can come together on that. Yeah, yeah, because that, that we, helped we, a lot. We did. It allowed that space for us to go like, okay. Same team. Same team same team and now when things come up it allowed that chunk of forgiveness we still might have these reactions oh, what the, what the, ah, on accident like we're human it's okay and we realize that now because we've also had those we're like ah wow that was just like that old that old thing coming up again and that's not being like that repetitive apology thing where we're just in that cycle of constantly forgiving each other yeah that's not it. I think it's like love. It's like being willing to be like, oh, wow, I didn't like that. I had a response. You didn't like that. You had a response. Am I willing to work on it? Are you willing to work on it? Awesome. Super twin powers. We move forward. <laughs> you know, but that was a yeah. huge moment. And that, of course, that that's, space. that's also the simplified version of where it is now because that's not how easy <laughs> and simple it feels in it because it's really oh. fucking hard but if you also allow it, it to be, be this simple yeah if you allow it to be this simple that's what we were trying to get people to understand is like when we went more simple in our life 
it simplified everything. Just how we think, how we operate, how we communicate. Because I think it's it feels more... Like even, even when we are talking about anything like business related, like we've had to learn communication that way too. Like how Corey, Corey would come to me with an idea, but he had hardly built the idea. It was just like willingness and readiness to speak about it with me. But I was in the middle of something else trying to build something like, like we were getting caught in like, how are we going to do this together? How how can you build on that idea while I build on this idea and, and find the time and have the patience? Because again, having to do business with your spouse is unbelievable. And I, I can't (laughs) believe that we're even at a place where we can do it because so many years ago, we would not have been able to do it, not in a healthy way that it would have been good. It it makes, it makes, it does. (laughs) It makes me swallow my words, though, every time I remember myself saying or being critical of anybody that works with family. Mm. I've been critical of, like, family businesses that loved being with family. Because I couldn't see that they loved being with family. Mm. You know? Yeah. But, like, I've been a part of those where they loved being with family. And now that I'm working with my wife, I get it. I get it because I'm, I want it to be that. So I'm not willing to stand in my own way anymore. Right. Why would I do that? We get one shot. It's as simple as that. Like I want to have a successful, happy life, business, healthy work life. Like I want to be able to build all those while also having my my wife and life partner involved you know what i mean like we are yeah. life partners and that's been discussed yeah yeah so it's it's, it's but amazing. like when you're out of it though like it's hard to even see a way through it like to be honest out of it when you're saying like when you like when you're in when it, you're mad it at gets, me sometimes yeah. just those times when Not, you're, i'm never mad at you but just when you're mad at me sometimes <laughs> to be honest i <laughs> those, don't those really times feel you're like, like I, regretting I don't really feel like I experience it anymore because I feel we've worked through it. But there were times that when we would fight, I would question, like, what the hell are we doing? Why are we doing this? Like, why are we putting ourselves through this? And it's it's obvious now that we've had to be able to learn this language together because it's it's simplified our life. It just has. It's it's been about marriage. It's been about communication. It's been about trying to be better. It's not perfect. It's never perfect, and we know that. And I think because we like allow that is achievable too. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like and, you can do that minute by minute. And it's just yeah, it's just like one one piece at a time. And I think when you think that way when your brain literally believes that and thinks that and operates that way it's like there's so much room for forgiveness self-forgiveness compassion for other people because you're just like okay like I know me I know my emotions I understand my reaction I'm willing to look at my physical reaction and I also now 
hope and I want to be in a world that I trust that whoever else I'm in a, in a react or interaction with is also doing that work. Yeah, but we've got Twitter. No, and I'm <laughs> you know, not like saying we, that. We know. Yeah, that, there's that a lot of dysfunctional family. You know what I mean? <laughs> this country seems like a dysfunctional family from like this big broad picture view because like roommates aren't talking to each other anymore and they're like roommates now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just, that's what we've come to. No one's felt seen. No one's felt hurt. No yeah. heard. No one's felt, and we've they just... don't know who they are. And then, <laughs> then you're just like, who the, what, what's happening? And, and that is like we were talking, I think we talked about this last episode. It's like when you get to that point is it's really scary when you get to that point of like, I don't have any guidance. I don't know what to do. I'm just in a miserable fucking marriage because that's how I mm. felt for a while. Oh, damn. Ow. <laughs> like, sorry, what are you baby. talking about? But, wow. But no, that's how it was. Yeah. And we okay. knew it and we both knew it and yeah. we both were like, what? Hell, is... and we said it out loud to each other's faces and to other people, to our family members. God, it felt good though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It felt good. It felt good to be open and honest. It felt amazing. It felt amazing to speak. Oh, I don't like this term is so twisted around and in, in, in a lot of ways, like speaking truthfully in those moments, regardless of how someone else's feelings around me, were going to perceive what I was saying because everyone knew what I was saying was true. So it was being very dangerous with my words. Hmm. Right. Wait. Right. It felt, but, it, but it was like those times where it was like, and who the fuck do you think you are? You know, when we were having arguments about this, the, the van yeah, and, and like things were getting personal and there were people all over the place. And like, that was our language at one point. Like, who do you think you are? Like, do what, what, what world are you in? That you think that like, because we're in your parents' driveway that I'm not going to have this conversation now. <laughs> like, where have you been? Yeah. You know, yeah. and being, yeah, my poor parents saw a lot. Yo, wow. I know. They and I feel bad. I feel really bad. That was not my, that wasn't a version of me that I was proud of at all, but I understand now that those moments aren't good or bad. Yeah. They, were they weren't done to me. It was more of a for me and for my experience. And I am, I am owning myself in this experience and knowing I made poor communication choices, but I had to make those to feel what verbal freedom felt like mm. to be able to be like, do you see me here? Yeah. There's another human here. And it was like all in a trance got broke on your end and other people's ends too. And then the conversations we were having were instantly levels deeper. Yeah. You know, we were talking with your parents sitting on their back porch. Like they, me saying to them that they're just a, like me seeing them for saying like, thank you for being there for 15 years of my life too. Yeah. I am so sorry. It took me that long to see you. I was so much in my own shit that I couldn't see you being parents as well. And you did not deserve that. 
I had that conversation because I was willing to speak dangerously at a point that truly impacted my future. And wow. You know, wow. Yeah. Because that's real. <laughs> that, that is as real as it gets. Yeah. And that's applying what we're learning. Yeah, and I think it has allowed, it's just like allowing people behind the curtain, you know, like I remember when we were down at my brother's wedding, same thing, it was like, uh, no, like, I'm sick of hiding that this is great, like, are we going to notice that this is dysfunctional this is dysfunctional we got into this van thinking he was going to solve everything we're doing the same things having the same behaviors having the same conflicts now we just have less space thankfully and th thankfully yes because again this no room to run and hide yep we couldn't run and hide anymore we because we both had that pattern of doing that and for years 15 plus we have been running driving off one of us storming off slamming doors Doing all this shit. All the really messy, ugly stuff that, like... Why didn't we leave each other sooner, though? You know what I mean? Like, what, what people in their right mind would go through all the stuff that, like, we tell that formed this relationship? You know what I mean? Well, like, definitely we... we have had a codependent relationship since the beginning. I, right. Is, is this just us sharing our stubbornness? Not... You know what I mean? Like, at what point were we stub just stubborn? Oh, what point, yeah. what, you know, were we not in love anymore and we were just stubborn and it was like to spite each other, you know, it was well, like, I to think we both tried to you go know, away. We have to be honest with that piece too, because yeah. not everybody is going to hammer out and stick into a fight that's super unhealthy. And like, I don't know if like we just started a relationship two, three years ago, four years ago, if we would have went through some of the stuff that we went through. Well, I think that's definitely where our where our teaching gets to add depth to be honest with right. you it's like when we were doing the personal work what was happening is i i would let's just say for example um we were talking about it, my insecurities so my insecurities come from a specific story that i have from Corey in high school so when i'm willing to say that i have this insecurity to him we're both now looking as 30-year-olds, looking at 15-year-old versions of us, looking at that that question. And then I'm also going, okay, so if it wasn't just Corey, if I learned something else here, what, what else did I learn? Um, how does this show up for other people in my family? How do, you know, like, how was I feeling? So are you saying, like, going back in, into a vivid, like, trauma memory and interacting with other pieces that weren't me? Yeah. Right? Like, that, is that what that would be? Because I'm, I'm picturing going back to that moment as well. Like, okay, my moment of, like, pinning insecurity in you was a handhold moment. Yeah. You know? And in my head, there was... But it, it created this. But I can go back in there and remember everything else I was interacting with. Things are a little bit cloudy. And there's a good chance that those stories have been built by more knowledge looking back in and, and constructing with the more our brains develop, right? Yeah. We can construct that a little more vivid and we got to be careful not to tell ourselves 
other people's stories because we can't interact with how they were feeling, but right. we can see, we can try to see back into that emotion, right? Yeah. So what but, I'm saying is then I'm trying to find out where else that insecurity came from. Right. But like going back in that memory and now looking at me, you're like, all right, I've, I've forgiven Corey for this already, or I'm working through it. I've noticed him in this moment. So he's not my, he's not what I'm searching for here. Right. So you start looking at like, okay, what was, what else was going on in that moment that might've affected me in, in this, what else did I bring to the table? What, what 50% did I bring in this memory so I can take the load off of me seeing Corey as this. Right. Right. Whatever the, whatever it was. Because yeah, because I think what I have, I mean, at the end of the day, I have treated you like garbage knowing that I, I wasn't getting what I needed. And so I didn't like myself. And so you got the trash end of that. I treated you like the way I felt I deserved to be treated. Mm, and that I spoke and that... to you though. I said things to you that were never about you. They were about me always. They just came out to you, but they were my anger, my emotions, my, my unhealed trauma that was coming out. So having to like work through that and now be at a place of, wow, I have treated my husband this poorly. He has stayed with me, remained loyal to me through that mess And also then I have to now also see that I was really speaking to myself and that's a really hard internal vision to have, but it's also really powerful. I don't want to speak to myself that way. I don't want to know that. I don't want to speak to you that way. It was horrible. It was horrible to feel that, to experience that, to be in that, but it was the same physical reaction that just happened this morning it was a physical can you take two seconds to kiss me yes (laughs) i can thank you yeah thank you Mm -hmm. thank you for that i couldn't see you because i couldn't see me and i think that's really understood probably in relationships And we look for our partners for the answers. We look for our partners for validation. We look for our partners to heal us. It's not their job to heal us. It's our job to heal us so we can love on them and then they heal us. That's how it works. It's us first. And we've been experiencing that. And funny, yeah, funny you say it like that because I keep kicking around like, why are we titled us first that? You know, and I I truly think this speaks to that. Once we stop blaming everything else and we stop blaming them. Yeah. And we start understanding us, we can look at that clearly. Yeah. Right? We can actually tackle that. Whatever whatever anybody's that thing is, we can tackle that if we can kind of come together as an us. Yeah. Right? And this is really speaking to that. Because that 
having that an emotional response linked to something like that and then being able to share it and then working through it at multiple levels on top of giving your husband a beautiful compliment like that is what the work looks like yeah and i think we've been placed in situations throughout our life for moments like this like i i believe in that every event is an event for your highest good but you don't get to judge what good is for you <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I, you don't get to judge what know. good. Yeah, right. And also when you let so, that go, yeah, though, that... when you let the that, it's the fear of the unknown that's holds us there. We're all afraid of the unknown. Of course we are. We like safe. There's safety in knowing. So we have knowing, to, uh, we yeah, have to look at our safety. What <laughs> is it that feels safe about this? And knowing what? Knowing what? What do you know? What do you know that's not just a sample from early music by whatever else? You know, what do you know? Because that's just recognizing the fact that even the things I'm saying have been said before. There's nothing new under the sun. Right? Like, this isn't a new, probably a new thought. Right, but what makes it... What makes it different is if it's not trying to be like someone else and it's turning on your authenticity in it. Because your authenticity is also what's valuable, right? Like we, us mm. having, us being put in boxes allows us to be safe and comfortable in a box, whatever box that is, whatever the label that decision is for you. When you are put in there, either by your own doing, by programming, by someone else's belief that has been leaked into your subconscious, like... Or a societal or control societal, yeah, narrative, like, you know, on what something is. Yeah, it's like you have to also be asking yourself, like, what is it about my life that is valuable to me? And I think for a while I didn't feel I had very much value to bring. I, I, I was trying to, I couldn't see myself. I couldn't see any of my skills, right? I had this story and this belief that I was just a bartender. And actually, this is so funny from our meeting this morning. Um, this woman that we were talking about said something, you know, with your psychology background, like you probably have more information here than I do mine you know mine just came from the service industry and I was like no 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 my four years as it, with a bachelor's degree in psychology has done nothing in comparison to 12 years of working with people behind a bar that level of communication comes from that learned experience and so I was the one that was saying no I'm just a bartender no I'm just this well if I saw myself just as that then that's all that I just was so I had to start looking at it from this outside perspective of okay so if I'm the expert of that experience and I was a bartender and I was a manager and I did this this and this what did I learn what is the skill that I took from that like can I find value in those experiences that reflect a desire or a creation that I want to create? And so I think what I started to see was, oh, okay, well, I really actually like 
my, the valuable piece, I really value time to myself. So I have to create a business, a life, a ritual, a ceremony, however you want to word that, that fits that value. And then you continue through like, what are these other things that you're valuing? And as you do this work, you get to decide how they, how the valuable, how valuable are these experiences? You know, like what, for me, 12 years of working behind a bar, what did I learn? What actually did I learn? How did I learn it? What did I learn about hospitality? What did I learn about, you know, all these different things. And so that becoming the expert in those experiences is also going to help you like, okay, so now what? Like, what I, am I going to do? I think it, it really helped solidify this idea of don't look outside yourself all of the time. All ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, know, know that you're there. You're, you're having that. Because again, some people don't have a lot of experience or might not have a lot of vast varied experience you know so that that's a that's a piece of of that but no just knowing that you're you can gain lessons from the moments that you're in right yeah, now no, no matter what they are like every everyone can do this you can become the expert of your experience where are you wherever you are right now like if you if you live in a trailer park, if you have a story that says you can't do something, if you, if you are a CEO exec, like that, this is still valuable yeah. information. It doesn't matter. You like yeah. to, uh. the more, you know, yourself, yeah. the more valuable you are. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Again, back to the Prince thing. You are more valuable when you stop trying to be that person, that version of that person, and you start being your version of you. Right. So take the influence of people, right? Nothing is, we, we get to, people have influence over us. Our teachers, they're meant to. We're meant to learn from our teachers. We're meant to learn from mentors. It's also just recognizing like, okay, I learned that from you. Thank you so much for teaching me. I'm also not going to do it the same way you do. I'm going to do it the way I do. Because when I do it the way I do, it's totally different and it's the way I need to do it. And I think we've learned this with the cannabis-friendly coaching, right? We started seeing, oh, the people that... But but there are... The, the tricky part is there are ways that are like hammered down, tried and true. This is the fastest way to do X process. Oh, yeah. Right? So like if, if there's a fastest... I'm not saying process. I'm saying beingness. R right. If you're just writing... like No, if you're... no, I understand. But that... That structure of knowing that also kind of comes with like the emotional responses, right? So if there's, this is the fastest way and it's known that that's the fastest way, you do not move from that oh. or sway from it because this is the way, right? But how do I, how do I like round this out? Like that idea still carries into that like taking taking something and and making it your own has its limitations though you know what i mean like it, it does it has there's certain things that well i definitely think too when it comes to like creativity and i've seen this like it 
you learn who you are. So you like for me, I really enjoy drawing. I like writing. I like using my hands. And so I was trying to be creative in Canva. Well, I I don't mind Canva. I like Canva because I now know how to use it, but it doesn't really feel very creative for me. Hmm. So what I've had, what I've now learned because I now know that about myself. Okay, well, if I'm going to draw something, if I'm even if it's a website or if it's part of our book or part of the journal, is I'm drawing it. I am taking physical paper. I'm drawing out how I want it to look, how I want it to function, coloring it, making it aesthetically how I see it in my head because it's been that feels more creative because I want to feel creative. So if I want to feel creative, then this is maybe one extra step, but it's a more, it's a quicker, it's, it's more me. Right. Okay. So you, you hit it perfectly. So you, you want to feel more creative. So you're like steps, you're steps into this. So how did you hammer it down to creative what was the feeling you you were feeling you're like all right uh, i don't want to feel I was this feeling so influenced i want by can- like canva so i would go with like an idea of okay i'm gonna do a course or i'm gonna do this this or this and i'd go to canva and just like pick something you know which is a which is fine it's still creative to use one of their patterns and i still do that i'm not saying you can't do that i do that i definitely That's do that why it's there <clears throat> but what yeah. i'm saying is I didn't feel like I was actually creating it because I was trying to fit their vision. Because uh, right, I was like, right. oh, this vision's cool. That's cool. I, I like that. But then it really wasn't still our vision. Right. So so I was having this hard time. I'm like, okay, it doesn't even feel... It, it doesn't feel like us because I wasn't creating something from... Sure. So was that, that was you noticing potential influence from outside of us like yes. being that was the notice it like yes. oh that that this doesn't look like us so where did it come from it's influenced from here okay i don't want that anymore that means i need to get creative because i don't want to feel uninspired so then from that decision if you know what you don't want to feel you chose to feel creative yeah. And that led you to a path of finding paper yeah. and, and pencils and, and knowing like, okay, this is an option. And if this doesn't work, we can just not use that option today. Yeah, right. And then that option had worked well, and, it, and it really stemmed it. So like that was levels deep. But what the first thing that set it off was like the, ooh, this feels influenced too by much. By someone else. Too yeah. much. Yeah. And I think that's what it what it also showed was how much more like I actually did know because because when I'm going to Canva using someone else's model it's me also it's telling myself that I don't know my own model that's what I was getting from it that may not be your experience but that was my experience is I'm my idea isn't even depth. I don't have enough of the depth of my own idea if I'm lo- trying to take one of these things from Canva. Ooh. And that's not, again, it's not well, to say that that's bad. Yeah, this is right. This is just my, my pattern. This mm. is my pattern. I was not creating. I am a visual person. I love visuals. So having to draw it out 
was amazing. But also then understanding Canva, I got to go, I got to like go make a mock website in into knowing it wasn't going to be the end all be all because I knew I had someone else, right? I had, I have someone for graphics. So it was like, I already allowed myself first having a team, having a graphics was like having a team feeling someone I could supportive, supportive. Like, like yep. feeling like you're not in this alone. Yep. I'm supported here. So it doesn't have to be perfect, but she can't do anything until she has my vision. And you need what to try. is my vision? Because right, right. my, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was a lie. It was a lie underneath that. I did know. But I was too afraid by I don't know that I don't know. It was just like right in my face. And so, I'm, okay, Sean, you don't know then. Oh, well, you don't know. Okay, wait till someone else comes around to tell you. Oh, you don't know. Okay. So because now I've seen that that's I don't know, I'm like, all right, if I, if I did know, what would I know? So then I started drawing. Then I just like I started to just just to see. And then I got to put it on Canva in an imperfect way. And then I got to send it off. And so it felt, yes, that that was incredibly valuable. But also my willingness to create, my willingness to go a little bit deeper allowed our team member to also provide a little bit deeper, right? Like mm. allowing these people to use their expertise to help and make it better, but like if you're too afraid to do it, if I was too afraid to like do that, which I was, and I still am. And I catch myself in this all the time. Cause I'm in this now. Like I have to also be able to value this experience that I'm, I'm in. I have to be able to look at it and see what's happening, see how I can grow from it because there are things that are working and then there's things that are not working, you know, and we can look at that. And so I think this idea of like also becoming the expert of your own experience is also how you can build businesses that operate for you. Because that's like how we're. While also wanting to produce more experts of their own experiences. Yes. And like yes. Joe Rogan had said something like this. Um, uh, well, and a lot of times, but recently again, he goes, it, it seems like we would want a world full of a whole lot less losers. And like, that's harsh, but is it? Like, is it? Like, he was talking about, like, like dumping money into education or knowing uh, uh, it was like getting criticized for tax stuff. And he just said, um, if I knew that my money was going to police fire departments in like schools to better, better the people, then I, I would, but I can't trust that. And I just think it's crazy that we don't think that we would want a world full of a lot less losers. And, and wow, like that really just, it's stuck. Because that made like striving for something admirable. And though I was, I feel like I was having those moments a lot before I was, I heard that one quote, but like, it's things like that, that, that could have been somebody's light bulb moment, you know? And, and that idea of like, just be better every, 
every time you think to be better. Just constantly try to think to be better. And don't let that get out of control because that can run its course. And, you know, you can come across that knowledge because, you know, you're, you're, we're still like cautious people. We're unboxing ourselves. We're still cautious. But you have to be somewhat curious of what's out there and you have to be somewhat curious of what's in there. Right. And you have to be somewhat curious of like what all that stuff looks like and like what, what are the name tags and the brand names on it? You know, because that's important to know. It's important what those brand names are. It's important where that stuff comes from and why you have them. Right. Because that's like, is that your choice to have and carry and hold or... And is it's someone, okay someone, if it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think, yeah. Nothing's comes. being judged as, as good or bad, but right. it's like the owning owning of your experience to be better for yourself. And and do I want to be your... influenced by these brands? Are these brands, do I do they represent who I am? Yeah. Do they, do, do they, are the values the same? Right, right. You know, and I think that's, again, that comes like later, yeah. but it's. A lot less about the, the brands, more about like the ownership of like, coming actually looking at your stuff right emotionally and yeah materially yeah and again it's i think the tiny living has just influenced us that way yeah we but, see everything all like our stuff is in front of us we interact with almost all of our stuff yeah but that, also we now have seen that it's getting out of control yeah we have too much again yeah and that that's okay to understand do you know we've traveled a bit we've acquired things not that many things in a year yeah you know we've done fairly well as far as like paying attention to what we're bringing in and the trash that goes out and everything else like i i think we're being pretty aware of of all of our stuff and that those lessons of knowing i don't want to say the lessons but like being able to place value in our stuff I can like knowing what that value holds for us personally mm. because that was the same thing that allowed us to like forgive and let go and and move forward and and change some of these things because we we're like wow I don't want to carry that weight anymore so I'm just going to like drink that water now because mm. it's going to make the hike easier you know it's like I know I can do that so I'm going to I'm going to unload some weight mm. And that might not be like the greatest, <laughs> you know, tactical plan, but the idea is unload, you know, drop the stuff that yeah, is isn't bringing you like feeling heavy, positive value. Yeah. And again, it, I think it's how we perceive these emotions. So if you can get yourself just to start perceiving them just from a neutral space, like what I mean by that is they are not good or bad. They just are. They just are a thing that you are here as a human to experience. It's nothing more, nothing less than that. And if you can get yourself to believe that and actually operate from that space, then it changes. It changes the way that you view the world and see the world and how you operate between your life, your your relationships your job your career your family um that's it's worked for us yeah you know and i yeah. i definitely don't think that works for everybody I, I don't think a lot of you know it's everything isn't for everybody all the time right. you know but this is just what works for us yeah. and it works really well for us 
and yeah. it makes us really happy. Like that's important to note. Like it might seem like this is a lot of really heavy stuff sometimes because it has been. Yeah. But that's that's a sign of like spending time in that work and understanding yeah. that if we want to have a truly successful life and marriage and partnership and like experience in what we're in that we gotta like we have to be in it we have to be in it yeah and in that that level of that ownership is amazing it's truly amazing but i it's not for everybody but it is there and some people i truly think a lot of people find value in knowing just that other people are going through things too yeah yeah. And, and just that is a great place to start. And then yeah. <laughs> you just do your best every day. Because you feel like you're on an island. If, if you don't know other people are feeling these things, you feel like you're on an island. And then what I've seen is like when I started getting curious and just asking questions and be like, I just don't know. I, hey, you guys, just so you know, I've never done this before. So just just so everyone knows, like <laughs> I've never done this and I'm OK with that. Just putting it out there because I don't want to have to wear that guilt and shame. And I recognize that I'm probably going to feel that. And so me saying that acknowledges it for me early that I'm like, okay, it's still there. If I have to say that, then it's still there, but that's okay. But I still feel good about being able to be like, I'm not good at this. I'm learning. I'm, right. I'm new and I don't know. And if you know, I would love to know. Can you teach me? Tell me. What does right, that mean? Right. What is that word? I don't understand that word. And, like, people are like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Or let me show you. Like, oh, you, you're not being a... And they're happy to teach. Yeah. They enjoy teaching. And so I started to, like, enjoy learning. Like, why do you do that? Like, when we were staying in Miami with the Cuban couple, it was like, teach me how to make that. How do you make that coffee? Why do you make the coffee that way? Why do you do that? Because I was genu genuinely curious because I wanted to know... Cause I realized I didn't really know a lot and it just allowed me that freedom to be like, Meh, I don't care. I don't care that I don't know. So, cause I'm just a child. I'm just a child <laughs> trying to figure it out, trying to learn. And haven't, haven't been taught yet. Yep. Haven't learned it yet. Haven't come across that in my experience yep. yet. And I'm just okay. collecting tools for later. Yeah. I'm just collecting things for later. I'm here and I'm probably going to go, but like, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing and teaching. And if you're not willing to share and teach, I, I hope you're kind about telling me that you're not. Oh yeah. And if not, you're just, you know, okay, thank you. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You know, you didn't have to, you didn't have to handle, you didn't have to handle it that way, but like you're going through your shit. Yeah. You know, because like, I see that. Thank you. Because you wouldn't treat a human that way. If you've ever felt what that feels like to be in that position. You yeah. just won't do it anymore once you realize that's what it feels like. And mm -hmm. if that's where those feelings come from, there's just some things you don't do anymore. Like, again, we've eradicated, for the most part, the use of the word retarded in a very short period of time. And a lot of other words have just like disappeared kind of from our culture here. And that's amazing. That's really amazing. Because, like, a whole bunch of people came together and were like, yeah, we really don't like that. Like, there's better ways to do that. That's kind of sharp and mean. And it gets used in other dangerous speech, which I love. Thank you. Don't let it go. Because it is a part of us still. But that shows that, like, there's... You can make societal change really, really fast about things that everyone collectively is like, yo, that's not cool. Right. 
And when you know, like, wow, I shouldn't treat somebody that serves me food that way, no matter what, that is a human, that is a person. And you know what? They're, they're young and they're learning, but they just learned that people can be cruel and mean and they can be that. They can really be that. But society's got comfortable with telling kids they need to go into a service industry so they can feel how shitty people are. That is the wrong message. That just made it okay for a whole bunch of people to be crummy because that's what those kids are there to learn. Are you kidding me? That's somebody's job. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You know, it was like me working at, at a bar back as a bar back in a bar, carrying cases of beer and getting grabbed. It might sound trivial, but that's sexual assault. And like a whole culture just said like, no, we do not accept sexual and like conduct in the workplace anymore. And then I'm here working, making very good money, working a professional job, no matter how the people that I'm serving there <coughs> view my job. I was a professional and I was getting sexually assaulted by women all over the country that traveled here and thought it was okay. So a whole culture that was screaming me too was forgetting that I was a me too. Mm. So what happened? Where do we draw that? Like, what, it was crazy to feel and see like that. That that that's what was happening in a, in professional settings. Yeah, and we so, were seeing it often. Right. Yeah. And in knowing that a society can eradicate certain things from their language, you know, or just know, like, okay, this is kind of taboo now. Other than comedy clubs, I don't know where it gets used all the time. The in the friend groups that do use it. They're getting smaller because everyone's seen like the really uplifting, heartfelt videos and everybody knows somebody that is struggling with some sort of mental issue, whether it's seen or not seen. So like, that's just not cool anymore. I don't know why we treat people the way we do when they're working their jobs. Yeah. And I don't know why that hasn't been something that people are like, huh, this probably isn't cool anymore. Just like they did with saying retarded. Well, and you saw, we saw it so much this last summer when we were back in Wisconsin. We had a friend that was bartending in our hometown. And the way that people were reacting and acting with the mask was just a nightmare. And how they were treating her. Treating her and for her trying to, like, follow the rules. And she doesn't want to, you know, of course. Like, it was just such a shit show, right? Like, you could have it when you stand up. You can't when you do this. It was just, like, no one knew. And, like, no one cared. And, like, but she had to care because she could get in trouble, right? And we just were watching this happen to her more than one time. And it was, we were just so shocked, but not shocked, right? Like we were experiencing this in a tourist town. It felt very different because the only thing that was the same about where we worked were the, the people, right? The employees. But I also started bartending in, a, in our small town. So it was very different like than having locals all the time. So she was experiencing this with the same people over and over and over again, which is a very, her very poorly. which is a very different thing than 
one time by one customer kind of consistently, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was so eye opening and so like, you know, for me just to be out of that industry, I was just very grateful to be out of that. But watching how, how someone, especially during what that was, what <laughs> was I, experiencing. The part that I noticed from that moment and like it was the big gut punch was I remember having that conversation with her like wow that is like really crappy that they're treating you this way because like you're just here trying to do your job and you know damn you know really sorry you're getting spoken to that way by local customers these are people that are there every single day there's there's a tavern culture that those bar stools are named and people know about it and if you don't know about it it is real There are people that they're, and they call their themselves families and they prop themselves up on this idea that they get to join each other every day for their drink. But the person that serves them their drink has become a punching bag. And it, the part that really hurt me most was hearing her justify the actions of all these patrons because they were, they were good customers sometimes, but they still get to say what they said because they were local and, you know, they were, they were her regulars. Does that not sink in? They were regulars. Oh, so it's regular. It's regular to be spoken to that way. It's regular to go home crying from work because some drunk said whatever they said or did whatever they did. Yeah. When in the regular, the idea that it's, well, you know, the justification for it because of it that makes it worse why are like we're not looking out for each other anymore i thought we were doing that too but we're still going to communicate and operate that way like we're not people well and there's also a way to you know? handle a conversation like that that it is more kind and i'm not saying that in a bar that's easy or not and again very yeah. different experience than what we have we were having in Nashville and I, because you can't speak, we, you couldn't have spoke the way security was able to speak to customers when they were cruel, you know, when we were in the city, but in a small place, like when you know, they're going to be coming back over and over and over again. It's because you fear someone's power over you. I know, I I know, but it's very real. It's very real and it's scary. And I think as women, it's, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, you know, I don't know. It's just a, it was just a, a very eye opening experience because she also has so much valuable value Mm -hmm. by acknowledging that, like an acknowledging, like, you know, I, I am setting a boundary or I am willing to say this, or I am willing to have this conversation. Like you get empowered right when you notice that, right when you stop it. And so that's, that was really cool to see too, you know? And again, we all were trying to handle the last year, the best that we could. And I don't even know how we got started talking about, about this situation, but yeah, I think it was just, yeah. People getting kind of treated poorly and, it kind of spilled, spilled, spilled away from the idea of valuable and what's value and 
what we take with us. I think it was awesome. I think there is so much in our own life that is currently valuable if we like look at it that way. And I think the things we think are supposed to be valuable are sometimes the hardest things to look at. Like I, like for example, Mm -hmm. like family, family feels sometimes hard to like look at the past stuff. So if it's that's hard, like find something easier, like find a coworker that you have beef with or find a, I don't know, anything, someone that talked to you a certain way at the grocery, like look at that experience as just like the observer of, you know, huh, that was interesting. How did I impact this person's day? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah. Let's leave you with that. How How did I impact this person's day? Dang. Oh, I like that one. And just start throwing your life decisions through the ringer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, y'all. We love you. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Us First That podcast. If you want to support our work and future endeavors, head over to www.patreon.com slash us first that. We'll see y'all next time.